Good evening. Welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marianne Petrie. This episode of Slam the Gavel is sponsored by CPS Protect Consulting Services. Child Protective Services cases are among the most frightening experiences any parent can endure. Don't face them alone. With urgent assist by CPS Protect, you get the peace of mind to raise your children as you see fit. And the personalized assistance of their team of expert child welfare consultants from CPS investigators themselves right when you need it. Get started absolutely free at cpsprotect.com forward slash register. And this is available in all 50 states. Also, if you could go to the site please do your job.com and sign the petition. We need 2000 more signatures. That's please do your job.com. Now I've got a brand new guest. I'm very happy to have Danielle Sather Miller on. I actually found her on TikTok and we have been talking and chatting and she has been a victim of parental alienation, has not seen her boys in eight years. And that was when they were ages four, six, and eight. They're now at the ages of 13, 15, and 17. Now, um, as we were talking, she told me that the stepmother allowed her to have a video chat five years ago with her boys because the stepmother had a spat with her ex-husband. And so they were allowed to talk until the ex-husband came home and then he had a fit that she allowed this video chat. We'll talk more about that. Um, Also, her boys were kidnapped twice from her from her her ex-husband and she was also ran over once and dragged 50 feet and this is on her ex-husband's criminal record so i welcome uh, welcome you daniel sather miller to my podcast and you've Thank got you. a story to tell that we need to learn from so you know how have you been doing and dealing with this parental alienation and missing oh. your boys uh dealing with it um I can't say I'm really dealing with it. I just take it day by day. Um, my stepson helps me through a lot. Um, my church helps me through a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just your, take it day by day. Your stepson, you tell me, is going to be a preacher. Yes. Yes, and he is a preacher. He's been preaching for two years now. That That's impressive. That's yes. impressive. Yes, ma'am. And he's also been helping you search for your sons. Yes, he has been. He's been looking through every social media that he can find, TikTok, Snapchat, all the stuff I don't know about that he knows. He's been searching for me. Mm-hmm. Well, that that helps. Uh, I don't know how Snapchat works. I can't I figure don't it out. <laughs> I was lucky to learn TikTok. Yeah. Well, you're doing well with your TikToks and you're, you are spreading the word and awareness. Yes. You know, because this can happen to anyone. What happened to you and yeah. me can happen to anyone. Yes, ma'am. You know, and, and a lot are going through it. A lot are. Mm-hmm. It's devastating. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking, apparently the stepmother has been arrested for giving birth while on drugs. Yes, opiates and THC is what was in her system, and she got arrested for it. And those kids are still in their home. <sighs> See, this is what I want to know. Why are these judges ruling this way that mm-hmm. this is it's going crazy? On? It's corrupt. Mm-hmm. 
It's all in who has the most money is how I feel. And I'm $48,000 in the hole. My mom had to sell her house to keep my parental rights. And I don't have the money to fight it no more. I can't. They've broke me. <laughs> well, my, and my family. I, yeah, it, it's horrible. You know, and a parent shouldn't be having to be financially broken. Yep. To you know, have rights to their kids. There was no reason right. why you couldn't have your have 50-50 at least. You yep. know. And you know, as we were talking, um you're you're in the state of you're in you're in um I'm in West Virginia. West Virginia. The case is being held in South Carolina, Horry County, South Carolina is where my kids live with their father. That's why South Carolina has issues. Yes, ma'am, they do. <laughs> and so does yes, North Carolina. Do. Yeah, North Car they're both bad ones. I Of course everyone says their their state is bad, but I've noticed North and South oh, Carolina are bad. They've ruined me. I know that much. Oh, you know. Well, you you mentioned you did have one good judge, Judge Sprill. Yes, Sprill. I really liked him. Yes. You know how long did he last? What happened with him? I to tell you the truth, I don't know. Uh, we had different judges every single time that we went in front of a judge. It was a different judge. I seen Sprull twice in all of our hearings. Like we would have to go every year to renew my uh, custody of my kids. I had custody for the first seven years of their life. <laughs> I mean, it was every single year, every single year we'd have the renew our uh, custody agreement. And it was a different judge every single time. Wow. <sighs> then why did they decide to give the kids to the father? Well, I got into some drug use over all the stress of everything. I uh, I ran into some drugs for about two years, and I was not complying with his weekend visits. Mm. I did not have a way to get them to his weekend visits because the boyfriend I was with at the time had wrecked my vehicle. Oh. So I was not able to get them to the weekend visit. So that was considered me going against the order that we had in place. Mm -hmm. That's how he was able to get custody of the kids. Now, I never did any dirty drug tests for the courts when I took it back to court five years ago or mm -hmm. when he took it back to court five years ago to have my parental rights taken from me. My mom had to sell her house. I passed all of my drug tests. They did hair follicles on me because he would not accept a urine test. You know how many hair follicles I did? I looked like a leopard at the end of it. It was very inhumane to do to a woman. And I was traveling from West Virginia to South Carolina once a month for these counseling sessions. And it was all him and his lawyer drew up all of that. I feel to see if I was going to follow through with it. And when I started following through with it, mm -hmm. he gave up on everything. Like he refused to follow the the counselor's orders and everything. Like he went crazy over it and said, I'm not seeing the kids regardless. He don't care. He don't care. I'm not going to be a part of their life. But then is that some type of custodial interference on his part? 
He's been arrested for it twice. Custodial interference is right on his record. Arrested for it twice. He does not care. He don't feel the rules apply to him. Or the law applies to him, in other words. Mm -hmm. How long ago was that? Was what? Oh, I'm sorry. The custodial interference went... um... Uh, There was one done in 2011, I think it was. That's when he ran me over with the truck. Mm -hmm. And then there was one he had me mentally committed... Saying I was on drugs, had me mentally committed. They released me three hours later, and he was already on his way to California with my kids while my mom was going through breast cancer. Had me arrested, mentally committed on a lie. I was released, and he was already on his way to California with my children. And I didn't see them for four months. Oh, my gosh. He was on the NCIC as the abductor and everything. Like, like I said, the story sounds very unbelievable. Uh-huh. No, I believe it. Uh, with everything I've heard, I, yeah, I believe it. Oh I mean, other people probably wouldn't believe it unless you go through this. Well, yeah, I have all the proof in my other TikTok videos and his criminal record all on there. It's all on there. So, so when those four months went by and you finally got to see these kids, so the judge must have given him a slap on the wrist. No, West Virginia screwed up on this part. He, the, uh, the child, the missing child guy I was talking to in California told me, you do everything you can. Beg him. You want your family back. Do whatever you can do to get them kids back in that driveway. Mm-hmm. When them kids hit the driveway, call the cops and he is to be arrested. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be arrested. Well, my mom got on there, promised him that house, that she would sign the house over to him if he brung the kids back. I got on there. I love you. Please, I want my family back. Mm-hmm. He brought them back two days later. We called the cops as soon as he pulled in. He, They said, well, there's no domestic violence happening right now. I think it was a new cop or something that didn't know his job too well because he was on the NCIC report as the abductor. He should have been arrested for that. Mm-hmm. But told me all they can do was tell him to get off the property, and he did. Uh, <sighs> Well, and that was that was back in 2011. So, man, of course, then they're going to say statutes of limitation. There's nothing you can do about it. Or. I, I, just, I feel like I've been screwed left and right through this uh-huh. whole thing. And I'm sorry for my language. Oh, you're allowed to swear. Yeah, I, 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 do. I do. I feel like I've been screwed left and right with it all. Mm -hmm. I really do. And I know at the point when I was on drugs, I was doing wrong, but Mm -hmm. my kids still had food. They still had clothes on their backs. I had them in school like they were not mistreated or not fed or anything of that matter, you know? Right. Well, you know, people. I don't feel my wrongdoings was Mm -hmm. deserving of what I'm going through right now. Right. I don't. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yes, it does. Well, and then you've got a um, stepmother who is just having babies with opiates and 
uh, other things in her system. Yeah. <laughs> see, yeah. And makes me wonder what condition that baby's brain is going to be in. Yeah. You know, that, that should make any judge just hand over custody of those boys. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, yeah. If I had the money to take it back, I'm sure they would. I mean, I have the icing on the cake, so to speak, for a case if I wanted to take it back. But having the money to take it back and willing to go broke again to take it back and chew, it's yeah, that's nerve wracking to think about. What county in South Carolina are you dealing with? Green County, H-O-R-R-Y. Horry County? Yes, ma'am. Oh. Conway, South Carolina. Jeez. Yeah, just, um, yeah, this is where, you know, I wish I had money just to throw at some parents and just oh, I know. help. <laughs> To just I go know. Personally, I'd like to but, see family court abolished, but. Yes, it's a multi-billion dollar industry ruining families. That's how I feel. They're all in $100,000, $500,000 homes, driving Lexuses, Teslas, while we're stuck in our single wide trailers. Mm -hmm. Riding around in our small little Hondas, not hardly making it at all because they took all our money. Right. And they don't know when to stop either with us, yeah. some people. They will drive parents into ruin. Yes, they will. And they almost did me. Mm -hmm. They did. They almost did me. And I feel saved by God's grace. I am. I have been saved by his grace. You know, it's, it's, it's hard because, you know, I'm sure with your TikToks, you have parents calling, getting in contact with you. Yeah. Going through the same thing I'm going through the same exact thing They're And they all reach out to me. They're like, your story's so similar to mine. Like we can mm -hmm. help each other. And, and we do, we conversate. I conversate with a lot of other parents going through these things. It, oh man, their stories are heartbreaking too. Oh my goodness. You know, sometimes you hear stories that are worse than yours. Oh, my. But, you know, um, with the parental alienation, uh, that's child psychological abuse. And yep. these people should be locked up for doing this to our children. Yes, ma'am. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, um, the APA in 2014 put out an article that said child psychological abuse is worse than physical and sexual abuse combined. Yeah. And apparently these judges don't care. Guess they no, don't they care. don't. They do not. They took they took one look at you in the courtroom. That's that's what it is. They they don't know you and your story. <laughs> right. Well and that's what I always felt so weird about court having a complete stranger tell me. Mm-hmm what I'm going to be allowed to do and not allowed to do with my own children that God gave me. <laughs> God gave me those kids. Oh, no. isn't that weird? Yeah. Right. And then admonish you like you're a 16 year old that didn't bring the car home on time. Yeah. 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 That, that was just so bizarre to me. Uh, and being talked down to like, you're, you're stupid. 
Yes, yes. And these are judges that don't even have their own act together. Mm-hmm. Someone just posted on Facebook of a judge. What was she doing? She was picking somebody up or trying to get a date on some site. And she was dressed in a negligee. Did you catch that? I think that was on Facebook. I did not. I'll have to look that up, though. That was on Facebook. Um, if I Now that I brought it up, I've got to prove it. Um, yeah. So I, it's like, um, okay, so you've got judges that don't even have their own kids. And they're yeah. telling you how to raise your kids. Yeah. Uh, this is just very bad even the lawyers half the lawyers that you hire don't even have kids themselves and don't care they they act like they care but they don't no no they care about the money coming in their pocket well yeah because they want to take their wife to wives to disney like every you know six times a year next year yeah yeah Yeah, they do (laughs) they do in fact i was in a support conference so this was hysterical and his attorney said, oh, yeah, I'm taking my wife to Disneyland, you know, because she's depressed. And, um, you know, and I, I was going to, like, kick my ex under the table and say, hey, buddy, you're you're paying for it. You yep. do have to pay for it. Because yep. I, I would get, as I was a pro se at that point, but I was getting all the you know, motions and all the paperwork. But what this lawyer was doing was shoving other paperwork and making copies of other old stuff and putting it in with that paperwork, making it thicker. And I'm like, okay, so you're charging my ex all this extra added money to make copies of this stuff, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) See, and people don't realize that. money yeah right and i'm just like this is weird i you know um oh i'm trying to find that thing <laughs> well i'll find it i can send it to you and you can put it on your tiktok okay. <laughs> yeah it was just um uh i'll find it uh <laughs> but th- there's a lot wrong with the system and um no i've seen something about um something with a female judge in Horry County and she was going to be one of my judges at one point and I'm so glad the hurricane hit it was five years ago when that big hurricane hit down there she was going to be the judge for the case and she wasn't and then we found out it was actually two weeks ago that she is in trouble for something oh remember what it's for but she's in trouble for something I'll have to look that up and send it to you because she was going to be one of the judges. What's her name? Okay, so this is what it is. Uh, I'm getting this off of corrupt family courts. Uh, a, bro- a Bronx family court judge allegedly tried hooking up on a swinger app with oh. a mom whose custody case she was hearing. 47-year-old Judge Cynthia Lopez reached out to Cindy Sutherland on the three fun app. Oh, uh, Sutherland is trying to get her kids back. Shot back and said, B I T C H, you know who the mm, I am. The public profile claims Lopez is bisexual and has a male partner 
named oh, Anne. Wow. Okay. Wow. And it says a lot of other things that I don't know if I should talk about because <laughs> I don't. Okay. Well, um, so what essentially happened was uh, Lopez has since announced her recusal from the case. This is the lovely justice system for you. Yes, ma'am. Man, so the, yeah, so this is this is this is what we're dealing with. These are the people they're in charge of our kids. Of, yes, they're yes. in charge of us being our kids. Those type of people are in in charge of us. <laughs> yeah, and people need to know that. Yeah, okay, so if you're getting a divorce, you know you don't have to run into a courtroom. You can settle it between yourselves. Try to mediate between yourselves and write up your own settlement agreement. And well, also, my ex wasn't having that. Oh, he, he wasn't. Was so up, no, he was so upset with me. He feels like I broke up our family. Mm. So he still holds on to that anger. The family reunification counselors said that's one of the reasons why he will not let me see my kids because he's still holding on to past anger from our past relationship and that they feel that he will continue to put roadblocks in any um future relationship that I have that I try to have with my children that he's going to put a roadblock in it so he's going to make that all in email so he's going to make them pay I really wish I had the money to just have you go back into court with that I feel it would be a waste even if you did he's st I still feel like he would not follow any he would go to jail but I mean, what's that proven to my kids putting their daddy in jail? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a whole other story. Oh, right. I, oh, I oh, know. Because he went to jail once for uh, non-payment of child support. I didn't push it. Mm -hmm. but the judge did. I did not push that. The judge did. Mm -hmm. And in the family reunification counseling sessions, the boys were allowed to write me 50 questions and put it in a box. One of the questions were, why do you hate my dad? Why did you put my dad in jail? Oh, man. So I'm, I'm walking on very thin ice when it comes to the boys and what they think I've done and what they've been told I've done. And Right. I mean, the judge putting him in jail has nothing to do with you. I mean, you don't have that much power. Whereas my, I know that's what my answer was. I didn't put him in jail. The judge did. That's what my answer was to their question. And the family reunification counselor said I answered each question perfectly the way they would have answered it if they were in my shoes. Well, that's that, that, those were a lot of hard questions because I'm beat. They were accusing me of uh, letting my ex-boyfriend sexually abuse them. And. I do not think so. I would unalive somebody mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> if I'm saying that right without getting kicked off. Um, yeah. for messing with my kids. <laughs> right. And there's just no way. And this is being beat into my kids' heads. Right. And that's a shared persecutory delusion that is being and that's child psychological abuse. Yeah. So technically you know, a judge should just be handing those children over to you along with having intense counseling for child psychological abuse and shared persecutory delusions. I agree. 
Yeah, I'm so I miss them. I miss them so much. And I know there's going to be a lot of damage to undo when they do come back in my life because I have full faith that they will come back. I do. I have full faith. They're going to want to know the other side of the story. Right. And they're going to have the other side of the story when they come looking for it. I'm not going to lie to them about anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, there's always two sides to the story. And it's amazing how, and I'm sure you dealt with this too, flying monkeys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing that the ex will recruit people to spy on you. It's like, don't you people? I've had best friends do that to me. Yes, Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I've learned a lot through this whole process. Oh yeah, it it's don't people have anything better to do? I no, mean, anyone? No. <laughs> if anyone said that to me, I'd be like, no, sorry, not getting involved. Right. That's between you and whoever, you know. Yeah. But there's people that just jump on the bandwagon. They believe everything they hear because they can't think for themselves. They're so well. The other side is very believable. <laughs> right. And they make themselves look like God, yes. in other words. And that that's two times it mm. has been said, my ex-husband thinks he's God. One from the family reunification counselors and one from Sonia, his girlfriend. They think he is God, was her words. And I have that on recording. Yes. He has a God complex. God complex or the victim complex. Oh, you know, uh, the victim complex killed me because it's like drama Uh, must run in our family. (laughs) Unbelievable. It is. It really is. Um, Yeah. You know, when you go back to the ex going into jail i'm not a fan of putting a parent in jail i know there are parents that want the other one jailed for parental alienation um, i mean i'm I'm not against it but i feel the kids would hate me even worse than what they do right you know i'm, I'm all for justice being served god knows i am i'm all for that and I do believe that would be justice being served, but I also feel my kids would hate me worse. Yeah, I I agree because damned I, if you do, damned if you don't situation. <laughs> it is. It, it really is. I mean, if my ex was behind in child support or whatever the problem was, I would be the one running up to the rail saying, "Hey, Your Honor, don't put him in. J- do not put him in jail." Uh, we can work something out. Something can be right. worked out. Uh, but no, he was the one running up to the rail and he's saying, your mm-hmm. honor, she's defiant and paying her child support. It was, it was craziness. And I'm telling you, um, putting a parent in jail is not the smart thing. Judges. I hope you're listening to the, you know, you attorneys and judges because what it, do. it, it, it destroys these kids because the yes. weird thing was like the flying monkeys um as soon as my boys flamed for it right right the boys walked into school and everybody knew i was in in prison they knew that quick how did they know that quick the flying monkeys told their kids and embarrassed my kids 
and which caused a physical altercation with my oldest son and his father. So congratulations. Oh, yeah. Don't they feel good about themselves? Yeah. Yes. In fact, um, you know, I just don't understand why they even use debtor's prison for that anyway. But I don't want to go off topic with the um, the thing is this parental alienation is deadly. And I know they order a parent to stay away from, you know, like if you were awarded custody, they would have that parent stay away for three months, no contact. So you could rebuild your relationship with your child. Yeah. And they would have to get um, some type of counseling on how to, I don't know, behave. Yeah. And cope with what, everyone's been through <laughs> uh, right i mean it's I, I don't know what i mean i know they want to get even with us for leaving okay you know i i get that but i'm just like you know move on with your life yeah yeah i mean you know i was so willing to share my kids with the stepmother boy well, that was a big mistake being too, too nice and too honest it's always the ones yeah. that are too nice and too honest and I was told and that ends too. Up, it ends up biting you in the butt in the yes, end. Yes. They use everything against you. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And I just um I just don't know <clears throat> what to think of all I, that. My ex told uh his woman that he's with now stuff about my past. Um and I guess she was trying to get me to bring stuff out because she was like, Yeah. Me and Matthew did the swingers convention, or not a swingers convention, it was Comic-Con, and they brought the girl home with them. Well, they go to Comic-Con with my children. So are my children involved in all this stuff, too? <laughs> oh, yeah, it makes you wonder what's going on. girls for their bed with my kids with them at Comic-Con. I hope not. That's exactly what happened. I don't know if it was the truth, but that's what she told me. Anyway, I don't know if she was telling me that to get something out of me or I just don't understand why she would even tell me that to begin with. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, uh, I was mad at him that day. And that was the day she let me video chat with the boys for about 10, 15 minutes. Mm. That's really, I, I don't know what to think of these people. There's just so many personality disorders out there. And then when, when they do this to our kids with this parental alienation, they're creating more personality yeah. disorders. Mm -hmm. I hate to say that, but then that generates more food for the machine of family court in the future. Yep. And, um, <laughs> I have, um, in fact, I always tell my my people on my podcast to complain about their judges. The judge did a, you know, is behaving poorly. You can't like complain on their rulings. You have to complain on how they behave, right? So yeah. I said to myself, it had been on weighing on me for a long time. And so one of my friends says, well, you've got to write it up. So I wrote up a judicial complaint and it went through. And, um, you know, a judge is now into early retirement, and I'm grateful for that. But what they do is they promote them. 
Yeah. Into senior judge. And then if they run short of judges and there's too many cases, then they pull them out of retirement. But yet they're still getting their pension and they're getting paid at taxpayers' expense. It's a money making scheme. Mm -hmm. It really is. It really is. You know, what what do you do when parents say, Oh, where are your kids? Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> um, sometimes I say he's here with me now. Sometimes I don't even claim I have kids because I don't want to go into that whole entire conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes I do get into the whole conversation and they're, they shy away like, whoa, that yeah. was a lot, you know? And then a lot of times I get persecuted. Like you must've done something really bad. You're a woman. What woman gets her kids taken from her? You know? So I'm very reluctant on talking about it with a lot of people. Now, all my close people, my family, we talk about it all the time. It's mm. it's our life. We're used to it now, although we shouldn't be. <laughs> mm. it's, it's our life now. I've... Yeah, it's uh, I know I was asked at a family reunion of my my current husband, you know, where, where are the kids? You know, what happened there? And so I told him, I said, you know. They were taken away um, through lies and false allegations via CPS and family court. And they just looked at me and kind of just slithered away. But you got to wake yes. people up. I figure I'm going to I'm going to yes. say this all the time. I'm going to wake people up. So because they need to know that a false accusation can be placed on them at any time. Yes, this can happen to anybody. Yep. I mean, you you could be in an ruin lives, <laughs> right? Ruin your life. You could be in an intact marriage and have this happen, but it's yeah. worse when you you know going through a divorce and leaving someone. It gets worse because that's what they do. Yeah. See, and it wasn't so much the judge with me; it's my ex. I have orders. I'm supposed to have my kids on summers and everything right now as we speak. He's just not following this order. <laughs> he refuses to follow this order. He didn't even let it get past family reunification counseling for me to have my first visit with them. He refused. You know, it's it's hard to know what to do. Um, all I know they I'm... tell me is take it back to court. That's all they tell me. Take but it back to court. They're the ones who should be handling this. Yep. Because they've got their laws on the books and people don't know this either. Law enforcement has these custodial interference laws that have been on the books for the last 40 to 50 years and they have not been trained on them and they haven't been trained when they were went to police academy. You know, even lawyers aren't trained yeah, on this stuff. Because they all say, they all tell me, I've tried it so many times, they all tell me it's a civil matter. No, it's no, no. Um, that's what's come out of their mouth to me every single time. It's a civil matter. You have to take it back to court. I can't do nothing for you, ma'am. What the, about even though I have a court order right here in my hand stating I'm supposed to have my kids this so whole summer, you can't do anything. <laughs> have you filed an offense report and not an incident report? I have not filed anything after the family reunification counselors quit. I have not done anything since except for email, text, and beg. 
text in bag, email in bag. I send, uh, I have sent gifts to their school, which is being denied. Now the first time didn't get denied. Mm -hmm. I put all my uh, contact information on a card for them and some candy in a box. Now the first time it didn't, it got sent through the second time they denied it. So I'm not allowed to do that no more. (laughs) Yeah. I've called the school on that too. And they, they deny everybody doing that school thing. I don't know, but I think the schools are just as guilty. Yes. I feel the same way. Cause I am, it is in the court order. I'm supposed to know my kids grades. I'm supposed to know like, uh, sports events, um, singing, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Christmas plays. I'm supposed to know all that kind of stuff. And I'm not, they, I'm blocked of all contact. I'm blocked of all contact. They will not talk to me. And when I found out about her having her baby on drugs, I did message her and asked her, do you uh, love your baby any less, even though you had your baby on drugs? You know, when I was on drugs, that made me love my kids no less. Will you please let me talk to my kids again? And she said, I don't want any more um, any more uh, contact needs to be sent to my lawyer, Josh Edgeworth, which I did email him and asked why his client was not complying with our order. Oh. And he told me not to contact him no more. Oh, well, then he's just as much of a child psychological abuser. I, I have all those emails. Yeah, I he's a everything. He's a participant. Mm-hmm. Josh Edgeworth is <laughs> his name. Make that clear. Uh, well, his mother didn't raise him right either. Uh, you know, I just pray like my kids do not ever have to go through something like this. I do. I pray so hard. My kids are never mm-hmm. without their kids in their life. Mm. Because they I hope s- this. I hope it don't go on through the generation and generation. I just hope it stops here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was really proud of my one um, that, I was, that I was telling you about earlier. He, he, I told him to go to counseling and he did. He actually went to a counselor and he's talking to someone who I hope knows what they're doing with uh, child psychological oh. abuse. Yeah, I hope so too, because they can mess them up even worse than what they. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Now the um the family reunification counselors did um tell Matthew that he had to go to outside counseling because of the anger he was still holding against me. Now if if he did it, I'm not sure, but that was one of the requirements from the family reunification counselors as, as well outside, because of his anger. Outside counseling? Yes, outside counseling, besides what they were doing with the family reunification counseling, he had to seek outside counseling from that Mm -hmm. to get past his anger for me. Yeah, that's something. See, that's what people don't understand that when they leave, um, these people are already angry. I don't know how yours was, but I mean, the anger was always there anyway. And then you go and leave, then... Well, I was six months pregnant and he cheated on me with his ex-girlfriend at his boss's wedding. So, uh, 
Mm. I, I was six months pregnant with our last child and it's been since it's been hell on wheels since. Yeah. It's like that happens. Then you want to leave and somehow all this is your yeah, fault. And I ruined the family. Yeah. <laughs> make right. it make sense, please. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I can. I just. It doesn't. Know. It does not make sense to me at all. Oh, gee, I'm sorry. This is happening. I don't be. It's not your fault. Well, I just feel so bad for people suffering through this. And, you know, there are people out there that say parental alienation is pseudoscience. And it's like, well, until you go through it, then you will yeah. saying that it's real. It's very real. And it's ruining people's lives. Oh, you're right on that one. I'm just glad, you know, I went through years of the depression Mm -hmm. I went through years and years of it. I still have a taste of it here and there where I just want to lay in my bed all day, but I feel I'm too blessed now to stay down and be stressed out and depressed over it. And I'm too involved in the church and everything. Now I keep myself very, very busy and that helps me a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. It, the thing is to stay busy. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, you're doing all the right things and you know, um, I'm sure in time, hopefully they will find you on social media. Yeah. I feel that's how it's going to happen. I'm sure they're curious. I know they are. Mm -hmm. I know they are. There was another incident that happened two years ago. I totally forgot about this. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. My cousin was at a water park and called me and was like, hey, I'm in front of your kids right now. What do you want me to do? I said, put me on video chat and let me talk to them. Please put me on video where they can see me. She did. I was able to tell them I loved them and I missed them 10 times before Matthew got between them and like made them get in the truck. But my oldest was looking over his shoulder like he wanted to keep looking at the phone so I know, I know they're curious. And that was two years ago. Yep. Two years ago. Okay. Well, that's positive. Yep. So that would have made him 15 going on 16. Yep. And she was pregnant with the baby that she was on drugs with. Well, I'm sure they weren't thrilled about that. I'm sure, I'm sure teenage boys want to wake up to a screaming baby at 1 a.m. Right. And that's that's the second one, too. So oh, there's five boys in that house now and they're all boys. Oh, man. I bet I bet your boys I'll bet. I'll bet a Starbucks. They can't wait to get out of there. I can't wait for them to come home. <laughs> I just, oh, man. Uh, I just can't wait for them to see who I am now and who I worked so hard to be right. I feel they'll be happy and they'll be proud of me. Oh, most definitely. I'm so glad we met. I am too. <laughs> I would have thought over TikTok. I've met a couple of great people on TikTok. I didn't think that was going to go anywhere. And I actually <laughs> paid to sponsor those videos. I paid, I think it was like $17 and it was totally worth it. 
because I've gotten so much out of it. I've met so many people from it. I've I'm helping other people oh, with their, you know, like we're talk like we're talking. That mm-hmm. helps other people too. Oh yes. You know, go through it. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, that's the thing. I know I have people calling it seems like there's more people calling during full moons. I noticed that too. <laughs> you know? I mean, it was because when I was a nurse in the ER, it's like, oh, it, there, it must be a full moon. This is like, yeah, well, my husband is a preacher and correctional officer. Oh, no. definitely crazy at his job. Oh, but yeah, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I would like to have you come back on sometime. You know, how can people reach you if they, you know, want to talk? Uh, through my email, um, Danielle Sather23 at gmail.com. You want me to spell it out for you? Sure. D A N I E L L E S A T H E R 23 at gmail.com. Oh, well, this was excellent. This was, this will be so helpful for a lot of people. So, uh, don't jump off, okay? Slam the Gallows, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth, and Raised by These Wolves, How Family and Federal Courts Are Failing Our Children. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, YouTube, Apple iTunes, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio. You can find me on platforms I don't even know about. Join me again here in the future with Daniel Sather Miller and other exciting guests. And feel free to buy me a coffee to keep this podcast going. Thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you. Thank you.